got a job at a calendar factory, but I got fired. I took a couple of days off. Look at my feed! What do you see? The Pope of Positivity. Hello out there, neighborhood. DC Matthews here at DC Matthews NAI. I am just over the moon. I am just delighted to be here with you today for another episode of the Pontificast. Um, I want to send a special thank you out there to our good buddy, uh, Kevin. I'm going to read an email. Uh, I don't often read emails that I get personally, but this was sent to ddtwrestling at gmail.com where you can converse with both myself and Doc Manson. DC was listening to your Monday afternoon pontificast whilst driving to work. Bonus points if you use the word whilst instead of while. You are talking about finding joy in what you do. I completely agree with this, as the negativity people have to put up with just to survive if is unfair, but sometimes a necessity. On a personal level, I haven't watched wrestling for nearly two years, but I have continued to listen to yours and Doc's podcast as you guys bring me joy and laughter. Only Saturday night, over a few drinks, I was discussing with friends which superpowers you would want and why. It doesn't matter if you discuss wrestling or your favorite Chinese food or what Doc is going to do for Halloween this year. You guys make it a real joy to continue to listen to podcasts. I know I haven't emailed for a while, but this one struck a nerve with me as I too have struggled to find joy in life. Maybe this is what I needed to make me realize that only I can do this. Thoughts and condolences for the terrible news in Las Vegas. K-John, 007 Kevin, um... You know, I know you said I didn't have to read this out loud, but thank you. Sincerely, thank you. Um, you are obviously, based on your spelling of the word favorite, another member of the NAI UK community. We are big in the UK. Maybe it's because Doc and I, our sense of humor leans more to the black adder type. I, I, I'd like to think that. But either way, thank you for the email. You are absolutely right. Again, I had a marvelous day today, and... Part of that is because I spent a lot of time thinking about this podcast. I'm actually a little nervous. I'm not going to have enough time. I do want to keep this a pod blast. I was wondering whether I should call it the Pontifa Blast, but that's just too many inside jokes. Um, so let's get into it. We're going to talk wrestling today, guys. We're going to talk wrestling. Um, sad news to start out. Lance Russell passed away at the age of 91. Good for him, making it 91 years. Um, if you don't know who Lance Russell is, that's not surprising. Uh, he was an announcer in the Memphis territories for many, many, many years. Um, I want to say like four decades, I think. I, th I think I saw something that said 1959 to 1997, which is an amazing career. Um you know, each of us have the the announcer that you hear when you're imagining wrestling. For many people, it's Jim Ross. For some people, it could be Michael Cole. Michael Cole is the voice of WWE, despite the fact that he wasn't on TV this Monday. Um, you might hear Jerry Lawler, Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon, Vince McMahon, Gordon Soley. For many people, uh, Lance Russell is their voice of wrestling. And so... Uh, thoughts go out to his family, of course, and to everyone who 
was a Lance Russell fan. A little before my time, I'm not super familiar with him, um, but clearly the man had a historic career and will be missed. A funny thing happened in wrestling over the past few weeks. Um, WWE, it seems, <laughs> realized they have a cruiserweight division. Um, and then realized that you can do more with a cruiserweight division than just have eight-man tag matches or six-man tag matches. Um, you know, the, the cruiserweights have had the, the main event spot, using my famous air quotes, um, I suppose the little mini reunion of the Shield was kind of the main event, um, but Enzo Amore and company were around that 11 o'clock hour, and whatever that means... It's not the, you know, 9.15 bathroom break that the Cruiserweights have normally been getting. Um, I'm really excited. You know, what they're doing right now is what should have happened to begin with with the Cruiserweights. WWE had this big tournament, and the tournament was great. People loved it. It's probably, I would argue, it might be the most popular tournament they've had. Might be better than the UK one. Might be better than the May Young one. Your opinion is just as valid as mine. If you disagree, that's fine. Um, but, you know, when you thought about what was going to happen with the Cruiserweights after the tournament, you were like, well, there are plenty of Cruiserweights on this roster. Kalisto, Neville. You might not have thought of Enzo Amore, but he's a perfect fit. And I'm sure we'll talk more about him in a minute. But, um, you know... You've got to prioritize. You've got to give these guys things to do in main spots. Uh, and you've got to let personality shine through. The problem with the Cruiserweight Tournament to a mainstream fan, and I know not a lot of mainstream fans are going to listen to this show, but you didn't know who these guys were, especially once Kota Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. were out of the tournament. Then you've got TJ Perkins, and people love TJ Perkins. I, for one, could take or leave him. Um, and you've got Grand Metalik, who outside of Mexico, I don't believe is a household name, especially under the name Grand Metalik. I think he was known as something else um, elsewhere. So you've got these two guys, and yes, Rich Swan was a star, and Tony Nice was a star, and all of that stuff, but these were not guys a mainstream fan was going to care about, with the exception, of course, of Gentleman Jack Gallagher, because the man had an umbrella. He had a prop. All right. He had something that people could identify. Oh, that guy with the mustache and the umbrella. Nobody else had that. Um, so the cruiserweight division floundered for the first year. I think I don't think I'm, you know, spouting craziness when I say that. The cruiserweight division struggled to find its footing. Neville helped a great deal. He kind of anchored that division for a long time, but he couldn't do it alone. As much as you might like Austin Aries, we smart fans, he wasn't going to do it. Uh, Akira Tozawa wasn't going to do it. So now you've got Enzo Amore. Now you've got Kalisto. Let's ignore the fact that we have no idea if Kalisto's a good guy or a bad guy. Like, the music was weird. The entrance was kind of weird. Is he a heel? Is he a face? Is he neither? He certainly looks like... If you remember the great Muda, uh, after a while, he stopped wearing face paint and started wearing a mask. Kind of the same mask that, like, Relic would go on to wear in TNA. Uh, he kind of looked like that. He looked like Drago mixed with the Great Muda. I like the look. He looks like a heel, kind of. Um, but it's exciting. 
you know, something's going on with the cruiserweights, and it's a good thing, and I'm excited about it, and I look forward to seeing what happens now. And of course, the question then becomes, well, what happens now? Clearly, Enzo versus Kalisto is going to be the match at TLC, because apparently Enzo had a clause in his contract, which now no other cruiserweight can challenge him. Okay. Kind of cool. Again, a story is being told with the cruiserweight division. Um, But we'll see what happens. But, you know, again, what should happen now? I'm happy with Kalisto winning. I'm happy with Enzo Amore winning. As soon as Enzo went to the cruiserweight division, my entire opinion changed of him. As soon as he went to the cruiserweight division, I went, oh, okay. This is kind of where you belong. I don't buy you in the ring with Luke Gallows. I don't buy you in the ring with even someone like uh, a Dean Ambrose or even, you know, I guess the Hardys are more his size, but I don't buy you in the ring with those guys, but you look like you fit in with your Drew Gulaks and your Brian Kendricks and all of that. So I actually kind of like him more now that he's there. Of course, anything is better than that feud with Cass, but still, um, what needs to happen? My suggestions, and these are just my suggestions, maybe a little fantasy booking here. Uh, these guys, Enzo and Kalisto and Neville, they are established guys. They are names that people know. They've got to help people, mainstream fans, again, um, care about other guys in the division. You know, the three that come to mind, Jack Gallagher, Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander. Those are three guys who they've got the look, they've got the talent, they've got the charisma. They can become stars in WWE if given the opportunity. So I'd like to see Kalisto feud with Cedric or Neville feud with Cedric or um, Enzo feud with Jack Gallagher. That would be a very entertaining feud. People would get annoyed by it, but it would be entertaining. So I'd like to see that with these guys. Clearly, you want to keep bringing in big names. Rey Mysterio has been rumored to come back. That would be a big get for 205 Live. People aren't going to like my idea. They've, In fact, it's not even... You don't like my idea. I've said this idea many times, and most people hate it like poison, but I'm going to say it anyways. You want to make 205 Live matter right now, like seriously matter and stay important, Finn Balor. I'm sorry. I know he hasn't gotten his universal title yet, but the whole idea of the universal title, it's supposed to encompass the entire WWE universe. Ideally, you could live in a world where the UK champion could come challenge the universal champion because the UK title is under the purview of the WWE universe. You could make a case. How great would it be if Brock Lesnar randomly went to NXT just for fun? Paul and Brock showed up in NXT and we had a match Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre or Cassius Ohno or um, Lars Sullivan. (laughs) How great would that be? So Finn Balor would just be going to the cruiserweight division doesn't mean that nothing will ever happen. It's not a death sentence, or at least it doesn't have to be a death sentence. He could go have a great feud with Neville, win the cruiserweight title a couple of times and still be a big star. Again, I believe so. Most people will be like, if you watch WWE, you know that's not the case. But just because WWE has done things one way doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Things change. We've seen it. The cruiserweights are main eventing Raw. Obviously, things are changing. Maybe this will change too.
I like Finn Balor as Cruiserweight Champion. But that's just me. Either way, it's exciting. I'm happy. I hope you're happy too. Find your joy. Promote positivity. Find your happy. All of that stuff that I talked about yesterday. Let's celebrate our birthdays. We've got birthdays today here on October 3rd. My goodness, we are coming up to the DDT Awards. If you have not heard a DDT Awards show, do yourself a favor. Go into the DDT Pod archives and find the DDT Awards. Um, someday around the holidays, Doc Manson and I, and if we can get GQ involved, we'll get GQ. Uh, we will record perhaps for like six hours. We do a marathon show. We have lots of different categories that go, because it's Doc and I, go way outside the box. The Triple H Memorial Best Hair Award. Uh, there's usually an award for wettest wrestler, though I've noticed not a lot of moisture as much. Roman Reigns notwithstanding, there's not a lot of moisture. Bo Dallas seems drier than usual. I wonder if that's a, a conscious choice or if that's Miz influence. Hmm. Anyways... I'm looking forward to it. Celebrating a birthday today, uh, Bob Armstrong, the patriarch of the Armstrong family, Brad Armstrong, Scott Armstrong, Steve Armstrong, Brian Armstrong. If you don't know who Brian Armstrong is, that's the road dog. Um, all members of the Armstrong clan. My apologies if I'm forgetting anyone from that group. Uh, Max Payne, um, flash in the pan sort of wrestler, who are, of, and of course those are my favorite uh, Max Payne was a big dude with long hair who played the guitar. He wrestled in WCW for a brief time. He won the tag team titles with Cactus Jack. They feuded with Kevin Sullivan, the Nasty Boys. Um, maybe Kevin Sullivan was part of that team, now that I think about it. Either way, uh, he then went to WWF because this was in the time where there was competition, and so WWF was trying to get these guys. And he became known as Man Mountain Rock, and he wrestled for probably like six weeks, and I think that might have been it. Um... Danny Basham. We'll mention Danny Basham in our Today in History, um, but one of the one half of the Basham brothers tag team, they were with Shaniqua, who was kind of their um, friend, for lack of a more comfortable word. He was, she was their friend, uh, but Danny Basham. And the biggest name of these, depending on how you feel about Bob Armstrong, is uh, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Spade? He had a whole bunch of names. There was a while where every week he came out with like a different name. It was weird. Um, but uh, happy birthday to John Morrison, Johnny Mundo. Uh, I think he's still in Lucha Underground. He might be the champion. Doc Manson hasn't been watching Lucha Underground, so I don't know what's going on anymore. But he is celebrating birthday today. So happy birthday to him. Um, and let's end our pod blast with, again, today in history. Today we're going back to Ohio Valley Wrestling. Uh, they had a taping in 2001. Now, Ohio Valley Wrestling was the NXT of its time. It was their minor leagues. Um, and these, there are some names on this list that you will recognize. And I'm going to go out of order a little bit here uh, from what it said on ProFightDB. Uh, the opening match, Rob Conway. He was part of La Resistance. And then he had that gimmick. He had that great theme music, that just look at me uh, theme music uh Mrs. Manson loved him. Doc Manson's a fan. Uh, Russell Billy Kidman. Lash LaRue. Do you remember Lash LaRue? WCW guy. He was Corporal Cajun, redhead with the sideburns that were actual L's. He sounded like Gambit. 
Um, he defeated Steve Bradley, which is a name I remember, but I don't know if he ever, I don't think he ever made it, but he was another kind of um, NX, minor league, darling, I almost said NXT, but same thing. Uh, the team of Chris Michaels and Sean Casey, two guys I don't think we ever heard of, defeated the team of Damaja, who is, as I promised, that was the name of Danny Basham in The Independence. He then went on to become Danny Basham, but he was known as Damaja, D-A-M-A-J-A. Damaja? Damaja? Um, Damaja teamed with some guy, Randy Orton? Randy Orton? So the team of Damaja and Randy Orton lost to two guys that most of us have never heard of. Uh, Nick Dinsmore, who would go on to be Eugene, fantastic wrestler, um, given a gimmick that, actually, I believe the story is he he chose that gimmick. He pr- he proposed that gimmick. Um, but either way, he defeated Victoria and the Machine. She was known as Queen Victoria and the Machine. The Machine was Doug Basham, Danny Basham's kayfabe brother, uh, who wore a leather mask. So again, we're getting to that weird sort of Fifty Shades of Grey friend territory that makes me very uncomfortable. But um, Queen Victoria and the Machine lost to Nick Dinsmore. The match that I haven't mentioned yet is uh, Rico. He just celebrated a birthday uh, the other day. I think I tweeted about it. Um, Rico, when he was known as Rico Constantino, this is before, of course, this is all minor league. So before three-minute warning, before the flamboyant Adrian Adonis-style gimmick with uh, Charlie Haas, he wrestled and won a match against Brock Lesnar. So those of you out there getting ready for WWE 2K18, I want you to imagine your universe mode in which Rico, with the eyeshadow and all of that, wrestles and beats Brock Lesnar. Now, it doesn't say if it was a pin or a submission or a countout or a disqualification, so we can assume that maybe there was some chicanery. We can assume that maybe it was a, a cheap victory, but it says here on this website, so historically documented-ish, that Rico defeated Brock Lesnar, um, which for me, who enjoys pouring through these old results and just seeing, you know, I guess the lesson to take out of this as we as we wrap up today's show, the lesson to take out of this is stop worrying about NXT. Stop worrying about what happens in NXT. What happens in the minor leagues doesn't necessarily matter. Roman Reigns was Leaky, 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 however he pronounces his, I think it's his actual last name. Um, he had the Samoan gimmick, I think with like the, you know, the I, I'm not going to call it a skirt, though I can't think of the proper name. So the more Samoan garb and all of that, he went on to become Roman Reigns and have, a, obviously, a fantastic career. Brock Lesnar lost to Rico, went on to have a fantastic career. So if you are bemoaning the win-loss record of your favorite NXT superstar, remember, it gets better. Or it can get better. I suppose it might not get better. <laughs> I miss you, Bull Dempsey. Now I'm sad. Actually, that's not true. I thoroughly enjoyed recording the show for you, and I thoroughly enjoyed planning it out, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Again, I've got some ideas. Uh, We'll see what happens on SmackDown to see if it sparks the imagination. But there you have it, folks. There is the Pontificast for October 3rd is when I'm recording, so I'll call it the October 3rd edition. Thank you for joining me. Thank you again to Kevin for the email. Thank you to those of you who have reached out via Twitter. You can find me at DC Matthews NAI. Um, until we meet again, my friends, I love you. You're wonderful. You're good people. We'll see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>